Hi, this is Violet Lang. Welcome to my podcast, The Pleasure Path, all about love, dating, relationships, and femininity. I help successful spiritual women find their pleasure and their power to create healthy partnership. Men's sexuality is often misunderstood by men and by women. Men actually have unique needs for stoking their sexual fire and often struggle in secret with issues related to their sexuality. In this episode, my special guest, Kelly Mountain, shares how men can live a vital sexual life and how women can support them. Welcome everyone to a really special episode of The Pleasure Path. I'm really excited for a different topic than we usually cover. We are going to be talking about men, how we can support men in being vital, sexual, balanced, healthy uh, people, and how their wellness obviously impacts our wellness and vice versa in this really exciting and, and different time that we're in. And the quarantine is when we're recording this, but I believe it's a it's a marker for a complete shift in, in humanity as we're emerging from that. So Kelly Mountain is from Goddess Modern. That is her company or her, her offering. And she's been a holistic wellness coach since 2003. She's worked with women. And then she took a shift in 2015 to start working more with men about intimacy and pleasure and self-care. And she also is a ritual facilitator and a dancer and an artist and a writer and an event producer. And she just does a lot of really amazing things. So Kelly, can you share a little bit more about yourself and what you're passionate about? Hmm. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me here with you. Um, And it's so nice to uh, share this space with your community here today. So thank you. Um, A little bit about me and what I'm passionate about. Um, Well, the the opening description there definitely um, covers a lot of that. Yeah, I've been working in the realms of sexuality and intimacy, specifically in the last five years. I've been working in holistic wellness coaching since 2003. And um, yeah, it's been an interesting journey how those first, I guess, 13 years that was, I've worked mainly with women. And then my path kind of took a took an unexpected turn and brought me into doing healing work with men in the realms of intimacy and sensuality and sexuality and um, so it really brought all of those topics to the forefront in my work in the last few years and it's just um, at this point I feel like through it I am really passionate about sharing the wisdom and the insights, the information, like, I feel like I have this inside scoop about men, um, that I want to, on, like, on one hand, I want to be able to support men in the world. I want them to know that I, I have a lot of experience working with men and I really do, feel the the beauty of their hearts I feel the struggles of their hearts I can see these clearly and I want to be a supportive voice for them in the world and I also really want to share this information with women because I think women more and more I think are realizing that in order for us to be really effective partners and guides for men in the world we need more understanding of of them and their journey and what brought them into, you know, what created the situation that 
in our culture today? And then also like, what's the direction we want to take this in? Because we really are rewriting the story of men and women, the masculine and the feminine. We really are in process of rewriting that. So it's like, where do we want to go? What's, mm-hmm. what, what's the story we want to write? So it's a very powerful time. And I feel really passionate about just helping share some insights from a point of view that I think is rare and very special and really valuable. Mm, I so agree. And I feel like we're actually rewriting that within ourselves too, you know, embodying our unhealthy masculine, our unhealthy feminine. And I love how you're providing context, but also talking about future possibilities because we have as a society been, you know, I don't want to say dogging on men, but there's a narrative, you know, about the toxic masculine or that men, you know, can't do anything or that men are impotent in some way. And we just are, are thankfully, you know, shifting out of that. And because of work like you're doing and realizing that, yeah, we have toxic feminine as well. Like as humans, we have negative aspects and we have positive aspects and how can we hold those with as much love as possible, but also, create a situation and a story in a world where we can give our gifts and be worshiped for the gifts that we're giving instead of either, you know, gender or sexual energy being told that we're not enough or that we need to be different. Right. Right. And I think a lot of it too, is having the information and understanding around the different, just natural dynamics uh, between men and women, the different, and like ways that, we are similar in ways that we are different because we are definitely, there's definitely differences, you know, just like kind of um, biological differences that play out in our personalities and in our, in our habits and um, in our communication styles and in um, even in the way that we experience pleasure and like to give and receive pleasure. I mean, um I think there's just more education that needs to be available for people to have that greater understanding because we we need that in order to like be even more effective on this journey together. We're all, yeah, like you said, you know, it's, it's, yeah, there's a toxic masculine, but there is a toxic feminine. Everyone's got their part to play. You know what I mean? There's no, everyone's playing their part in this dance, right? So it's like, you know, for every finger that gets pointed in one direction, um, equal can be done mm-hmm. back towards them, right? So, so let's dive in then. Let's let's yeah. talk about some of that education and then we might circle back to more of your background. But you had mentioned, you know, this wisdom that you offer for the male sexual energetic system and how they can create a lifestyle for vitality. Let's let's talk about that. Yeah, wonderful. Um, so the main reason why I was inspired to share on this topic is because in the work that I've done with men in the last few years, um, I have seen that in the the younger guys, um, there's like a uh, there's a decrease in sexual vitality with younger men, um, mm. where it's like their sexual the arousal is not very strong, or maybe it's not even able to fully get aroused. Um, 
and uh, or it, they can't maintain it or then it's hard for them to come to a, a climax or if the or maybe the ejaculate is really um, weak, weak, mm-hmm. it's deficient. Um, and I've seen how um, there's a culture, the, the lifestyle that our culture kind of caters to um, is really creating a state of deficiency. Like, for instance, as a comparison, there's older men I work with in their 60s and their 70s. I've had, I've experienced uh, greater sexual vitality in some of these older guys than in some of these guys that are like in their 30s. Wow. Yeah. You know, and, you know, there's different different factors that play into that. And so I just feel like I want to help men understand a little bit more about their sexual energetic system. Um, and so, uh, so I'll just dive into that right now, which is that, um, okay. So for men and women alike, when it comes to our sexual energy, sexual vitality, um, anything having to do with reproductive health, reproductive development, um, this is completely related to our the organ system of our kidneys. So, by the way, all of this perspective I'm going to share with you right now is through the lens of traditional Chinese herbal medicine. Um, uh, so it's a it's a different kind of a medical system, different type of thinking than our Western mind is used to. But um, so that's, I just want to let your audience know that um, that's the lens we're looking through here, but I'm going to just kind of simplify. Oh yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm all about that. Like I, I do a lot of Taoist practices in my, in my coursework with women and, um, and yeah, acupuncture and all those things. So hopefully everyone listening is really ex- as excited as I am. About oh, it. good, good. Yeah. I mean, this, the thing is like, this stuff works, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it all works, like the, the systems and the practices and everything. I mean, it, they've been around for thousands of years and there's a reason for that. So, um, okay. So for men and women, our kidneys and adrenal system is what directly affects our sexual vitality. And so it's really important to nourish the kidney and adrenal system through a healthy, balanced lifestyle. Um, This is an organ system that is most sensitive to lifestyle than anything else. So for instance, when it comes to nourishing this system, the it's it's kind of like you know if a person is eating all the right foods spending the spending top dollar on the highest quality foods and supplements and they're working out a lot and um you know putting a lot of effort into their health yet their kidneys and adrenals are not being well supported along the way, it almost, as far as sexual vitality goes, it almost makes it a situation where all that effort, all that time and money, it almost, it doesn't really end up holding a lot of weight against a deficient kidney system. So, okay. Then it's like, how do we nourish our kidneys? So this is about lifestyle. Number one, regular restful sleep, prioritizing, prioritizing, (laughs) 
regular restful sleep. Um, and this, so this is a really, really big piece because I actually think that there's way more people struggling out there with sleep challenges. Um, I think there's a lot of people that struggle with, um, yeah, just unhealthy sleep patterns in their life. And this is a really, really big issue, especially when it comes to sexual vitality, especially for men. Um, because men, men and women are built a little bit differently with uh, their sexual energetic system, whereas a man can, his system is more susceptible to depletion than a woman's is. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's because he ejaculates. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, a big release of that, that energy. And um, even if a woman ejaculates, um, like, I, I don't think that the ejaculation is experienced the same between a, you know, from a man to a woman. Like I know when I ejaculate during sex, I don't feel drained whatsoever. I'm not, that's like, that's actually energizing for me. Yes. I think orgasms and ejaculation are are generative and opening and revitalizing. And um, after like really nourishing sex, you know, 15, 20 minutes later, I'm like, okay, let's take on the world, you know? And it's, it is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah, it's, um, the, the whole piece around like healthy, regular sleep, rest and downtime. And then the next piece, uh, to really nourish the kidneys is healthy ways to manage stress. This is a really big deal. Again, when speaking to the kidneys and adrenals, um, it's really important that men find healthy ways to move that energy out of their body, out of their mind, and to experience a state of health and well-being in themselves rather than, um, a holding of, of stressful energy. They need to find outlets for that energy. Um, so those, when it comes to the kidneys and adrenals, those are the two, I think those are the most important, the two most important. Um, and then there are specific foods and herbs. Um, there are supplements, uh, to support the kidneys. Um, one of the best foods to support kidneys is going to be, uh, like bone broths. Bone broths are really good for supporting kidneys and adrenals. Um, uh, meats, animal, uh, meats that are like even more red meat, um, like beef, pork, um, lamb. Um, these are going to be really good for, for nourishing his, uh, his system. Also, uh, dark pigmented foods. I mean, I can go, I can go into, you know, there's, there's a lot of information online. Like that's a whole topic Mm -hmm. in itself, even just like specific foods for the kidneys and herbs. But, um, but that's just like a, a, um, a piece of this topic that's really important, you know, so just the highest quality foods, um, possible for the body. And on that same note, also keeping, keeping a 
balanced use of stimulants. You know, like most people really enjoy drinking coffee and tea. There's a lot of people that do smoke uh, cigarettes. Um, you know, stimulants of any kind are going to be taxing on the kidney and adrenal system. So we really want to make sure that if we're using stimulants, we're doing it in a balanced way. So that's that means like we're not drinking coffee four times throughout the entire day, every single day. Like, you know, like kind of, it's really important to like, you know, kind of keep it on a leash <laughs> a little bit of like how much we indulge in stimulants because um, again, it's just, it, it taps right into that kidney adrenal system. And for guys that are really needing to support greater vitality in themselves, it's going to be a big one, especially because our culture, we love, we love our caffeine. <laughs> I know I do. Um, and so then there's two topics. There's sexual arousal without ejaculation. Mm-hmm. And then there's sexual arousal with limited ejaculation. So sexual arousal itself is actually healthy, beneficial um, energy for the kidneys. That's actually that's a, mm-hmm. that's a positive stimulation for that that organ system, um, it is specifically the ejaculation that can lead to a depletion of energy. So, um, like for instance, when I was, uh, studying about this, uh, while back, I was reading this book in Chinese herbal medicine, and it was giving this example about how the emperors of ancient China, they would have very strict rules to adhere to, um, in order to support their sexual vitality. Um, so these Chinese emperors, they would have many wives, many concubines. Sexual arousal was part of a daily experience for these men. Um, however, they were not ejaculating often at all. I mean, so this book, it was, it was saying that their kind of general guidelines was that in the warmer months of the year, the man would ejaculate just once a week and that in the colder months of the year, it would be just once a month, mm-hmm. which is like kind of hard for a lot of men to wrap their minds around, you know, especially <laughs> it's like, wait, once a month <laughs> while you're also enjoying sexual arousal, how does that work? So that's, yeah, that's, it, it's a kind of a cultivation practice that someone would have to, you know, commit to and work with. And, um, there's all kinds of information out there about, about that kind of stuff. But, but these are like the five kind of just go-tos for a man to have in mind, if he's really wanting to support greater sexual vitality in himself, the sleep and the rest, um, highest quality foods, balanced use of stimulants, healthy ways to manage stress, enjoying sexual arousal, either without ejaculation or with just limited ejaculation. So, you know, it means just like not having an orgasm every single time, uh, not ejaculating every single time, um, letting that energy build in the body. And then in a sense, it almost like, it's like, like that heightened sexual arousal, that energy almost when it's contained inside the body, it just like marinates the whole system. And it's so, it's such good, healthy energy for men. Um, if they can, uh, learn how to, I guess, just 
hold that energy. I think that's, that's, I think that's, you know, the difficult part for them. They, they want that release understandable and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's just about having in mind um, that when that energy in a sense, the way it works is like when you spend the energy, <laughs> you don't get it back, you know? So it's like, be mindful of your spending in a sense, right? It's just, well, it's, just it's mind. when my husband and I met, uh, this was obviously nothing, something he didn't tell me on our first date or something, but he had made a commitment that year. We met in December, December 2nd, but he, or December 3rd, one of the two, but he had been, um, he had made a commitment to not ejaculate that whole year. So from like February yeah. 1st, yeah, he did not ejaculate. And he said that people would stop him on the street and be like, dude, you look so healthy. You're glowing. Like what's up with you? You know, like he was just so, so vital and so, so healthy. And obviously he, you know, that didn't last for a super long time after we started mm-hmm. getting together, but, but we'll talk about it as a couple. Like there'll be times when he's like, yeah, I need to just not do that for a while because I've got a lot of projects. I've got other ways I need to be, you know, penetrating the world, so to speak with my energy. And I can't be, um, getting depleted in that way. Wow. Well, that's, um, admirable that he has that level of awareness in himself and he's a really good example to, to guys out there, um, of how to also, you know, manage their energy in these, in these ways that are healthier. Cause yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it does. It, it, it ups the glow factor, you know, it, it ups the vitality and that, that inner glow and, um, yeah, that's really impressive that he had that commitment. My goodness. Yes. Well, I think it also sets the tone for, I'm not saying that every man needs to do that. I'm not saying that you're saying that either, but um, for women who are listening to this and thinking, well, how do I know if a man is resourcing himself and all of that? I mean, I think you can tell if they're looking for ways to numb out or if they're looking for ways to check in. And it feels like what you're talking about is really checking in and becoming more alive in the world. You're not decreasing your arousal. You're actually looking for ways to become more alive and more vitalized. And, um, you know, our phones are a way we numb out and Netflix is a way we numb out and there's the gym can be a way we numb out, but like looking for ways that people check in with themselves and become more alive. Mm, Right. Right. But I kind of got us up on a tangent. So let's come back to the, um, the, the sexual energy and all the, the things that you're talking about for how men can have a really vital, um, vital life. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think kind of like it connects to the topic that the, um, the piece you were just sharing with about your partner about like, um, you know, he, had come to points in time where he's like, you know, communicating with you, Hey, I really need to conserve energy in this way so I can channel it in this other way. And, um, I think there, I think that's just so incredibly valuable because it, sexual energy is creative energy. They are the same. It's the same. We, we could experience them slightly, you know, like differently in the body, depending on different moods, different scenarios, whatever, but in itself, it's the same energy. So if a man is not going to, um, expel that energy through an ejaculation, then he can expel that energy through other outlets in life. And I mean, that's definitely the, um, more, you know, progressed, I think, conscious use of, of a man's sexual energy for, you know, for him to be really aware of the fact that it's a, it's a 
in a sense, it's a, like a currency of energy and you either spend it here or you spend it there. Um, and the value of knowing which choice is actually going to be um, supporting a guy to like, you know, uh, win at at the long game, right. Rather than just like have that momentary, um, sense of relaxation and, and, and release. Um, yeah, there's a long game that's important to keep in mind. (laughs) And, and that's, and that's 100% connected to the topic of sexual vitality. Cause like, that's what we're talking about here is like, keep the quality of that, that vitality as well nourished and healthy as possible. And then take that, for as long as possible into, into one's life. Right. Um, because that's, again, it's like, you know, there's, I think that our world, the way that it's set up and the lack of education that men have around their sexual energetic system and, um, that it is a currency and around you either spend it here or you spend it there. So, you know, like, it's like, if, if men had more education, they might make some different choices. You know, our culture today is like, you know, lots of caffeine stimulants, um, men are, they're not sleeping well, and then they're really stressed. And then, um, maybe they're up late at night and then to, to like, help relieve stress and they'll masturbate and, you know, or have sex. And it's like, there's all these choices that end up leading to just depletion. And so, yeah. yeah. Can you you talk a little bit about that? Like the porn thing? I know this is a huge, huge, huge topic and not something we can cover in a short amount of time, but how can a woman support a man to be healthy in his sexuality to, um, I guess use porn in a healthy way, if there is a way to use it healthily and like, how can women help guide their, their partner or potential partner without feeling like they're nagging him? Mm, It's a really big sensitive topic because, um, there's a lot of sensitivity around the topic of porn, um, in relationships. Uh, there's a lot So there's sensitivity that women have towards it and there's sensitivities that men have towards it. Typically sensitivities that men have towards it is feeling actually, um, kind of some, some degree of shame for for watching porn, um, for liking porn, uh, for doing it on a regular basis. And oftentimes it's not really a topic that they feel really comfortable share having a really deep open communication with their partner about, um, especially if the partner is someone who's really offended by porn or really uncomfortable by it, you know? So, I mean, ultimately, um, I think it's really important to just keep in mind as much as possible as women to create a, a welcoming, inviting, uh, supportive, um, accepting space for the men of like, yeah, men, men watch porn. Like it's, it's a very powerful, a lot of men are stimulated visually and the, the visual of a woman in her pleasure, um, a beautiful woman in her pleasure, you know, that is a very powerful image for a man. And, I don't think that we need to make that 
wrong by any means and make porn wrong by any means. But um, I think there's also a greater understanding that women, that could help women around the topic of porn with their men because, um, you know, one of the things, one of the ways that it supports men to watch porn um, and during their self-pleasure is that they don't have, they're not performing for anyone. And it's just, it really is this moment where they can just be all about themselves and just exactly the way they need to. And they're having this visual stimulation. Um, but it, there's something just kind of relaxing about it for them where, you know, like there's no one, no one else in the equation that they have to take care of or, you know, it's so, so to, to me, I think that, I think women could hold a more supportive understanding space for men around why porn is attractive to them mm-hmm. um, and not make it such a shameful thing. I mean, it's, it's. I mean, I think we can all agree that it porn is made with the intention of entertainment. It is sexual mm-hmm. entertainment. It's not, it's not real life. It's like any kind of a movie you watch. It's gonna, it's gotta be like over dramatized, right? It's gotta be, there's gotta be something that keeps you watching that keeps you hooked. Right. Cause otherwise it's kind of too mundane. Like for instance, like, you know, yeah. So it's just important for everyone to keep in mind of like, you know, for guys to understand like this is sexual entertainment this is not sexual education like that's not oh you know they're 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 different different and um you know and the the value that they each have and um so yeah I think there's I think it's um as far as how women can help their men um I mean one thing that you said that I really loved is that seeing a woman in her pleasure is so arousing and important for men and that men's arousal is important for their vitality in their whole life. And so a lot of times women will have their own struggles with feeling confident and comfortable with their own pleasure. Or once they get into a relationship, they'll think, well, it's just up to my partner, you know, to turn me on or to bring me to pleasure. And I'm a huge proponent for women having their own self-pleasure practice and knowing their anatomy and knowing what turns them on and cultivating their feminine energy and their embodiment, regardless of whether they have a partner. And it's just as important when they have a partner. And so I, I just want to reiterate that because I'm I'm passionate about women realizing what a gift you being in your pleasure is to your man. And instead of expecting your man to turn you on and what I'm hearing from you is that that feels like sometimes performance or even maybe a burden to bring your own sexual energy as a woman to him as a gift and be able to be in your pleasure without him having to, you know, take care of you in a certain way. Mm. Well, yeah. And especially, you know, one of the things that, um, I think men really desire in their partners, in, in their, in their women is, um, they, they want to know exactly what she wants. They want to know how she wants it. Like, like very, very clear, (laughs) um, information. And it's really important for a woman to be able to feel comfortable in herself enough to vocalize what she's, what she's needing and wanting and really be very, very clear and direct, even like, you know, uh, showing him with her own hands, like what she means. And, um, 
using it as an opportunity to bring her sexuality and her femininity forward even more is as kind of almost like in a sense like a sexual priestess in the bedroom you know like guiding him into her temple and showing him exactly how she wants to be touched and and mm. and sh- and making it really clear when she is just loving something and then making it also really clear if there's something she needs done differently and, and, and how to do it in a loving, supportive way, right. How to communicate that to him in a loving, supportive way. Cause like for the man, he just wants nothing more than to please her and Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like. I mean, for him, for a man to give his woman pleasure, to see that happening in her based off ways he's touching that is for him that is like nectar to his heart and soul <laughs> you know like it's so incredibly valuable i mean one of the things um in this work i've been doing with men in the last few years one of the things that it's really brought to the forefront is wow just how much value a man gets out of connecting with a woman, just like a woman who's um, healthy and balanced and confident and clear, yet at the same time, like open and sensitive and vulnerable and receptive. I mean, it, it means so much to him, especially sexually, you know, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, it's really, it's a, I mean, that's again, that's like a whole, this is like a whole other topic in itself, like a whole podcast just on, you know, the topic of, of women feeling really comfortable in their sexuality, in their sexual energy and understanding how to communicate, communicate about it to their partner in the moment. And, and even, I think a uh, part of that is even sometimes women, sometimes we kind of need a minute to really wrap our minds around what we're feeling and how we're thinking about it. And do I like this? I don't know. What if, hmm. you know, like sometimes it's, we're not always so quick to just know exactly what we want. Actually, sometimes it's kind of a process to discover what we want and what we need sexually. So even just allowing ourselves as women to be in that space and to be in a moment of like, I don't really know exactly what I want right now. Like, I don't know. Why don't you just, just pet me here like this for a little bit and let me think about mm-hmm. it. You know? <laughs> I love that giving ourselves permission as women to guide, but also to not always know and let there be some spaciousness in the bedroom versus this focus on getting to an outcome or doing it right. Mm, exactly. Exactly. I, that's one of the things I coach my men, my guides a lot, um, my clients a lot on is, is how to touch my body in a way that truly like, we're just here in this moment together. I'm not needing it to go anywhere. I don't need to like, there's no destination I'm trying to make it to. It's truly just like, let's just be here together and just pet me like this. And, um, that's all you got to do. And just do that for like five minutes and then I'll tell you what to do next, you know? And, uh, you know, guys, they tend to want to like, okay, I'll start petting you. I'll start touching your body, uh, here, but it's because you, but I'll, I'll eventually get over here. Right. Like there's this kind of tendency, like they want 
to keep moving things forward. And it's part of the training, part of the coaching is like, no, we're really just going to be here. Like there's nowhere else to get to. I don't want to get anywhere else. I really just want you to be here with me now. And I just want you to pet me in this way. Maybe even for like just 10 minutes, just lay and pet and caress my body. And that is, um, so, so incredibly nourishing for mm-hmm. a woman to receive in that way. Um, yeah. So, um, Oh, sorry. Was there, I, I think on that note, it's, it's a good segue to, to talk about your work and how people can find you. And then if there's anything else too, that you want to share about this topic and maybe we'll have another session where we talk, um, talk even more about, you know, expressing our needs in the bedroom and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So let's see. Um, the work that I do with men at this point in time, it's kind of my own unique creation of, um, I, it's like, I play a role as a sacred intimate, um, offering companionship and coaching all in one. Um, most of my work tends to be in person and it's a curated experience, uh, that I put together. Um, and I base it off of a consultation call that my client and I have together, um, to assess, where is he at? What is he needing? What is he wanting? And then I propose some various ideas of an experience put together. And then he comes over and he basically just gets to enter into this whole world that I've created. He gets to 100% give me full control and he just gets to be guided through a whole journey. And I just, I can't say enough, um, how that in itself is so valuable for, for men to uh, just be welcomed into a space like that and know that they don't have to think about anything. They just get to show up and have a really authentic, really high quality, authentic, loving, sensual connection. And they just show up, they, they have the experience and they leave. And it is just so incredibly nourishing to them. And I offer this work with women as well. Actually, in fact, my work is coming back around to Hmm. once again, working more with women because in, like I said, I've really gained so much valuable wisdom and insight from the work I've done with men in the last many years. But I feel like it's now my focus is really working with women to help share this information and to help with these various topics, like what you said, um, you know, uh, communicating in the bedroom, what are, what are we wanting and needing and, um, how to be more effective, uh, guides and lovers and partners for the men in our lives. Um, so that's actually the, the focus that I want to really, um, go into more and more is working with women. And so doing that also in one-on-one, uh, in-person sessions and also online. Um, and I, with, when it comes to doing women's work, I really find so much value 
in women's circles because women, it's just part of our nature. We circle up and we talk, you know, like that's just, we talk it out and we will dissect, we will like analyze and we will go into like all of like the spiritual, the psychological, the emotional component, you know, like we really get in there and like, you know, and use it as a tool of self-development. And there's so much value for women to sit and circle together and share stories and and to be able to have conversations and ask questions that maybe feel you know otherwise um delicate to to do so um yeah so so yeah my work um i mean during this time we're in quarantine so i am actually still working with people in person just very cautiously and uh i I, i'm also doing a lot of work online um video video calls um so yeah, goddessmodern.com is my website and um I have I'm on social media, Goddess Modern. Um, you know, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, all that, YouTube. Um so but if you go to goddessmodern.com, you'll see all of my information there and that connects to all my social media links as well. Perfect. And I will drop those into the show notes as well. So Kelly, I really appreciate everything that you've shared. Is there any other nuggets of wisdom that you'd like to, to express before we wrap up? Hmm. Yeah, I guess I just want to close with um, just asking the world to just consider even greater levels of self-acceptance and acceptance of each other. Um, we might not always understand each other, but if we can accept ourselves and accept each other, um, that's what's going to help get us deeper into these types of processes, right? When we're, when we can fully accept ourselves as we are for who we are in the ways we are, and that is an ongoing process. And when we can accept that in our partner as well, um, you know, it's like we're accepting ourselves fully, which means the perfections and the imperfections. And I think that's such a big key at this time to really go deeper into all this other work. It's the, the self-acceptance piece is, is really big. It's a journey. So mm-hmm. I just want to um, inspire people to really work with that piece um, even more. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. I can feel in my body how long of a way that would go if we practice acceptance with ourselves and our partners, that would just be so um, healing for so many relationships. Mm. It opens the doors for the, the communications to happen. And if we're, we're not going to get anywhere, if the communication's not online, so we need to like, you know, we need, yeah, that acceptance is one of the things that really helps set the stage for the communications to happen. So um, mm. yeah, well, Thank you once again so much for having me. Yes. Thank you, Kelly. And for everyone listening, please check out her site and her links. And please consider all that we've shared when it comes to your interactions with the masculine and really revering the healthy masculine and revering uh, the vitality that, that he can bring. So thank you so much, Kelly. Yeah. Thank you as well. Thanks for tuning in and turning on for healthy love. Because better relationships mean more power, more creativity, and a better planet. I'm here to end the suffering of abuse and loneliness, and it starts with you. Please subscribe to my show and leave a review.